Hi everyone, my name's Az. I'm the CMO for Merkel Amir, where we work with some of the best brands in the world to transform their customer experiences. We've got some great speakers lined up for you today. Welcome to our podcast, discussing all the things that you need to deliver customer experience management. This is Connected. Welcome to the latest episode of Connected. Today, we're talking through our CX imperatives, which are the three areas that we believe businesses need to focus on over the next 12 months. Aim to be slightly aspirational, the idea of the imperatives is to try and make brands think differently. So today I'm joined by Ross Worley, who heads up data and advanced analytics in Northern Europe, and David Barker, who's our product strategy director in the UK. So welcome, guys. Um, Do you mind giving a quick introduction to the listeners? Ross, can you go first? Yeah, thanks, Az. Uh, really nice to, for you to listen in today. So um, Ross Wally, as, as mentioned there, so a bit of background in, in data, uh, advanced analytic decisioning for the last 20 plus years, uh, working across multiple different uh, industries and uh, practices from both a B2B and a B2C standpoint. So excited to share my experiences from both setting data strategy and execution uh, with you all today and how that fits into the imperative. So. Great stuff. Thanks, Ross. And David, do you mind giving a quick intro, please? Sure, as. Uh, so I'm David Barker. Um, I've been working in the sort of marketing space for about 25 years. Uh, my background is in um, helping clients best use their customer data, um, but also in um, third-party data as well. Brilliant. Um, so it's it's really interesting that, you know, with our imperatives, we have a number of different topics that we cover each year. And the first imperative for us this year is about expanding the vision for customer data. And I think that's such a, a relevant topic for everybody right now, because there's so much emphasis on data and how we, I guess we leverage the amount of data that's available. But how do you guys see the customer data landscape changing sort of now and in the future? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question there as well to sort of, you know, as all organizations look at now, they are actually identified that data is a key strategic asset for them. I think the challenge comes in this process as well is that we're producing data like never been produced before. Uh, but the really understanding is trying to what is the core asset? What is the, how can you actually harness the value of your different data components? And I think that's a challenge for many organizations because Traditionally, they've worked very much sort of siloed in their data aspects. And of course, now it's bringing it together into one connectivity uh, viewpoint, working towards that sort of customer 360 degree view uh, of how to operate and understand all the different touch points. But I think you then actually need to also sort of what is the relevance of data? So it doesn't matter about having all this, this lots of information. It's around what is the relevance, trying to find the insights to actually ascertain the right impact for your customer as well and how you can actually make the right decision or the right understanding um, throughout. So I think that sort of adds in now as well as we look into the aspects around the change in third-party data and uh, the cookie-less world we're operating to and the challenges with that bring. And now with first-party data becoming king, um, how can you actually operate? How do you actually need to strategically pivot your organization to focus more on first-party data um as opposed to looking at the different data aspects uh from a, a landscape there that's great and you, you just sort of touched upon the third party uh cookie challenges as well as first party data becoming key i mean do you think are they the, the sort of key challenges that business are facing now or are there any other ones um so yes i think there's a, a major change in the market um a few years ago you would collect basic amount of customer data um the location of your data their name their address 
and obviously the transaction, so what they're buying from you. Um, but you could go to the third-party data market and you could enhance that customer record with hundreds of other attributes about their lifestyle, their interests, their hobbies, their family makeup, um, their sort of wealth and, and what they could afford to buy. Um, but that third-party data market is, is changing. It's contracting. A number of data suppliers have withdrawn from the market. And that's all because of consumer um, expectations around privacy um, and trust and a clamp down by the regulator on um, the invisible sort of data broking market. That's interesting. And a lot of what you just said, obviously, is through the lens of the business. And you touched upon it just now around the, the consumer aspect. But how is you know the need for consumer changing and how is their attitude starting to expand? But also, what does that mean in relation to working with data? These, it, it, if I just jump in there and I give my, my sort of angle on that, I think it's interesting because I think the traditionally organizations had looked at that B2B, B2C environment. So they were looking at like selling to a consumer, selling to a business. So I think the, the, whole, the whole ecosystem has changed over the last couple of years. So it's more like a direct to a person. So personal relationships are the most important thing nowadays and personal communication and how you interact. So I think you can see a, a huge shift for people to actually start looking at who's behind the screen, who are those people, what is that their need, as opposed to saying, and at the same time, then you're seeing a, a shift in traditional B2B environments. So they're actually starting to look at what, what's traditionally done in the B2C world and actually very much more an individual uh, personalized communication standpoint, actually the same point, um, alleviating and, and delivering that to a B2B environment as well. Because at the end of the day, we're all people regardless of whether we're buying for the company or buying for ourselves, we're a person uh, behind the scenes. So I think that's sort of a, a drastic change there in how that operates and how people do it. And at the same time, I think we start talking around that sort of value exchange of what people want, because why should I give you my data? What, what, what's in it for me? And I think we need to start thinking about that sort of give-take environment with organizations so that they can they can show me why it's important I give my permission, why it's important I give, I share my data across. Uh, likewise, if I have that sort of buy-in, I'm willing to then give my information. So the companies are getting a win-win, I'm getting a win-win. I think that sort of that whole mutual relationship is a, is a key driver moving forward as well. Yeah, I'd agree entirely. I, I do as well. And I think that the point that you made, Ross, about the value exchange is just so important with the way that businesses need to think about how and why they're asking for data in the first place because a lot of brands are asking for that information and asking for that data from consumers but then maybe not being as transparent in how they're going to use it or the way that they're going to use it and why it's even important for consumers and a lot of organizations are moving to that whole concept of being data driven which is why they're asking that question but we we do hear that a lot about being data driven but what does that actually mean i think um Data-driven is an interesting concept. I think it can be a little bit misleading sometimes. We really think people should be customer-centric. They should be focused on the customer. But you can't you know, put your customer in the office and, and look at them all the time. You have data about them. So the data is a proxy. They need to be using customer data to make those decisions about what is best, um, best for that customer, what the customer's needs are. They can be understood through the data, through the way they're transacting through the the way they're um, visiting the website, how they're looking at it, how they're interacting with your brand. And you can understand that through the data. So you need to be 
um, capturing that as much as you can and having really good insight about you know when a particular customer wants to interact with you through which channels because we're all different um, we may all end up buying the same products but the way we choose to do that is personal to us and how um, it, it fits with our lifestyle so understanding that data and making decisions so that you can engage with a customer at the best time um, in a way they want you to um, is most important and that's that's why you need the data yeah. i think it's interesting also just for, to follow on that as well david is that i usually use this analogy i've heard a few times actually is the edison scenario regarding electricity so um you know when electricity was first invented in 1800s you know everyone thought it's going to re- reinvent the whole manufacturing industry but what they actually saw when they first rolled out electricity they had a decline in production and I think it's a really good analogy because it's only when they start to realize it wasn't just this electricity they need to factor in. They need to factor in around processes, people, strategy, ambition, and then setting that, seeing how it all sort of fit together in the, in the, in the actual warehouses. Once they put that together, then everything started working. So I think I see data is very much like the new electricity um, of the, com- the common age, as it were. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been working with a couple of clients recently who are um, making a big sort of shift to be more direct to consumer. So they're they're selling products that um, traditionally have been sold through retailers. They don't know who's buying them, um, but these are connected products. So um, they're they're connected to the internet. They're sending messages back about how they're being used. They're capturing that, but they don't know who's got the product. Um, So they've started to recognize the value in that data and pivot to being more of a, a direct-to-consumer business and invested a lot in building a customer relationship, um, regenerating their own web store, encouraging people to register so they can give them better advice about how to use the product and get more value from it. Um, and that's a massive change. And that's putting customer data at the heart of their business, where previously it was all about product data. Yeah. Yeah, these are good points. Well, as you can see, it's just you see a lot of organizations – they talk about this data-driven. We're all data-driven. Uh, what it actually means, the maturity which there are, and that, that that curve they're working towards, uh, you know, the true, true top top data-driven organization where data is at the core of everything they do. But I think it's a transition for many organizations to get to that and to sort of break down that that way of making decisions, which are very much gut feel, and trying to let the data tell its own story, um, as we always say, is, and find the relevance in the data to be able to sort of feed that across uh, throughout. And I think then you get into one area. It's not about just having new systems and buying new technology and, and just thinking everything is just going to solve solve itself over, over time. I think it's really what really understanding how those systems should interact with each other, how you actually optimize that for the interaction with your customer at the standpoint, same point. And then also one thing we see a lot, and I think it's key for this to be able to become data-driven, and I think a lot of organizations forget about this, is the people aspect. It's really around having people to, and that sort of oper- um, ownership of information and how we're going to use information in the different areas of the, across the organization. And I think that's very something which we're seeing a lot more in the customers we work with is around helping them sort of bind those, those components together and actually with the right teams of people who can come in, that data stewardship uh, standpoint, but at the same time also making sure that people have the right skills uh, to work with data and know what to to be able to work in the right systems as well. So I think we should not, never underestimate that thing around people uh, aspect is a real key driver here for data-driven decisioning processes. Mm. 
That's yeah, no, that's great, and I love the the fact that you challenge the whole uh, the whole phrase around data driven to be more customer centric and not thinking about data in the commoditized fashion that it can be uh, at times. Because you know, just even in my role right now, that you know, there's two ways that I can potentially use data within the organization: is to inform the decisions that we are making as a business, and also is to fuel the experiences that that we've got. And you touched upon something just now that I want to dig a little bit deeper into, Ross, around the technology, because you mentioned the technology and how it's integrating together. How is technology adapting to support that fully connected customer data um, ecosystem? And how is it starting to enhance the experience? I think it's interesting. I think we've, we've talked about how many, how many years we've talked about the right message, the right time, uh, etc. <laughs> I think now technology has moved so much in the last five to 10 years that we can actually start doing these aspects. Data traditionally organizations have moved away from having data in a data warehouse or then they move to a data lake. But from a marketeer standpoint and a, and a business standpoint, it's, it's the sort of development on the, of the CDP platform, that customer data platform bringing together, which is enabling organizations to actually fast, fastly, readily available, flexible, agile data components, linking the dots, requirements. So, and it's not just looking at traditional transactional based data. It's now looking at behavioral data in real time, being able to get that feed in of understanding. So the journey across the, the funnel, I know now what's what's happening at the different points. So I can actually use that information connected again, I think, very much into content hubs or content management requirement as well, because at the end of the day, it's great that you know what's happening it's how you actually use that information then to actually service up the right personal personalized message for me or the right content, which is relevant for me, is going to help me in my buying process uh, or the ongoing relationship process throughout. So I think what I would definitely say from the way we see it now is really bringing together content hubs with a CDP to then link into your marketing automation and having that then maybe also advancing that with a decisioning engine capability because i think in a lot of those more complicated environments where you've got to service up multiple different uh, product offerings and multiple different sort of scenarios with customers you need that sophistication with decisioning and then of course that then feeds into the machine learning or ai requirements throughout but i think that's sort of holistically a wide to end-to-end how i see the world changing now uh, to help move this forward amazing yeah that, that makes perfect sense and I, I love some of the concepts you're bringing out and I think one of the big questions that brands go through right now is what do they need to do? Um, so I'm just going to ask you both, what what would be your key takeaways and, and how would you approach this? David, if I ask you first. Um, I think it's um, recognize the, the types of data you have in the organization. I think a lot of businesses don't always um, understand fully what data they've got and how they can use it. So really understanding what you've got and then where you've got gaps, you can then start to think about how you can fill in those gaps. Um, you know, can you incentivize customers to provide additional data? Um, marketers are very good at incentivizing people to, to buy a product, but they almost need to start thinking about incentivizing people to share information and make that relationship much deeper so that they've got better information which they can then use later on. Um, so I think there's understand the data, um, collect the data that you need um, to be able to make better decisions and get that, and then make sure you've got the technology and the processes um, so that you can maximize the use of that data. 
Brilliant. And Ross, any final words from you? Yeah, I think it's uh, you've covered off a lot of the great things uh, Dave's response. I think the thing is to actually start strategically think about data as this asset. What is that data component? What can you do with the data? What is the relevance in the data to work with? Uh, you can then talk about how you want to pivot your strategy around data. So I think it's also breaking down those silos of organizations. So it's not just, okay, we've got a data warehouse and that's used for our business intelligence reporting. We now need to get data in real time. Okay, we need to build another system. It's not about building more. It's about optimizing what's already in play. Um, and I think then connecting the dots across the different parts of an organization as well. So I think we see a lot of the time is that marketers do some great things here and they, they entice the customers to come on board. They get the customer to give you information. But that, that flow of information then sort of stops within the organization. So I think really, and, and the challenge that I would say is, is being around, traditionally, a lot of organizations are still working with on-prem types, uh, technology solutions. And it limits them in certain ways because it becomes a bit siloed. Um, they end up in a bit of like data, legacy debt, if that makes sense, uh, for what they can actually work with. Um, and I think the move towards the cloud now is the way most organizations are now thinking. It's, it's, it's a big move for many organizations because of the historical legacy they have there. But I think that's definitely going to help them move towards this more connectivity or this connected uh, systems across their ecosystem. And the more connectivity they have, the better uh, they'll be able to communicate and better customer-centric offering they can give to the customer. So I think in that would be some of the areas there. But how how you go about that is a sort of a question mark. And I think uh, from our experiences, we can see a lot here is it's being able to set the strategy of your data. So actually putting lifting data up at the higher level, really understanding what you want to achieve with your data, what's the ambition. Breaking it down, understanding then again around um, what's your use cases you want to work with data once they're in place and actually trying to get across the organization. So maybe a use cases around uh, we want to have better reporting capabilities or better get better insights in what we're doing. Then we can go you can go away and actually say, look, at what what is your infrastructure looking like? How can you map that across? Look at the gaps, then put together a, a, an implementation plan to solve those those gaps throughout. And at the same time then I think, and I've stressed earlier on today around people is is really what people's required to support that, that rollout. So again, they're the areas I would think we need to cover off. And I know quite a long, long answer to a, a very short question, uh, but sometimes it's important to get everything across <laughs> throughout. That, that, that was great. Thank you both. And I love the phrase legacy debt. It's one of those things that we see a lot um, through organizations, especially long-standing organizations that have got that history and legacy behind them. So thank you both for your time today. It's been great to sort of get your insights and, and thought leadership and you know experience coming out and sharing it with, with our listeners. So thank you both for your time. Um, it's, been, it's been excellent. Oh, thank you also. That's been great, guys. Thank you. And thanks to all our listeners for joining today's episode of Connected. We'll be back again in two weeks. Remember to subscribe and you can check out our website for more information on any of the topics we discuss at Merkelink.com. We look forward to you joining us next time. Catch you soon.